when we went from landfill to then composting, thinking that's where we were gonna stop, and it turned into feeding hungry people, that's when really the level of participation kicked up because there's a, there's a greater good, we're helping people. another episode of Compass One Connections. I'm your host, Chelsea Edwards, and I'm very excited to be here today with you during Earth Month. Six years ago, Compass went all in on addressing food waste and designated the last Wednesday of April as Stop Food Waste Day. Since then, Stop Food Waste Day, which falls on April 27th this year, has become a global day of action to drive awareness and provide solutions that address food waste. Something that would probably shock our listeners is that one third of all food produced ends up in landfill and creates 6% of all greenhouse gas emissions. So fighting food waste really means fighting food insecurity and climate change. Two things that we know are really important to our listeners and something that we believe healthcare leaders across the nation can really help address. So today on the show, we are talking about why hospitals should care about food waste and some of the positive unintended consequences that occur when hospitals really get serious about addressing food waste within their systems. To help us understand that better, I'm very excited to be joined by one of our incredible Compass One partners from Hartford Healthcare, Whitney Bundy. Whitney is a Senior System Director of Guest Services at Hartford Healthcare. Whitney, we're so glad you're here. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Okay, well, before we get started talking about food waste, I actually didn't prep you for this particular question, so we can totally scrap it from the record, but I have to ask, since you're based in Connecticut, and there was this small little basketball tournament that just happened recently, and UConn was in the final with an SEC school, and I'm based in the South. Do you care about you know, March Madness and NCAA basketball? Are you bummed that UConn um, lost at the very end? I, I am a UConn alumni, so very much bummed that UConn uh, women lost at the end, but they put up a great fight, uh, fought to get to where they are, and they have only everything to be proud of. So, um, you know, we can still continue together on this call, despite <laughs> you'll, you'll still hang with us. Okay, well, that's, that's really good news. Um, well, you know, we already shared with our listeners that you're the Senior System Director of Guest Services at Hartford Healthcare, but tell us just a little bit more about your, about your background and about your current role. So I, I'm a registered dietitian uh, as part of my background. And, you know, uh, before my Hartford Healthcare career, uh, worked out at a hospital in California, I have been with Hartford Healthcare for 19 years uh, and overseeing both clinical, um, overseeing food and nutrition. And right now the guest service space has uh, many different services in that, you know, anything from environmental services to language services, ride health. So, um, you know, we have a, a lot of services that I support and uh, a lot of strategies and visions that go along with part of that. Gotcha. Great. Well, you know, I think something a lot of our listeners like Hartford Healthcare, they're on a sustainability journey. And there's a lot that goes into sustainability, but today we're really focusing on food waste. So can you tell us a little bit about how Hartford Healthcare sustainability journey started as it relates to food waste and, and why do you guys even care about this initiative? 
Yeah, a lot of this started over the past year when we recognized that we were doing some things as part of a sustainability plan, but we really didn't have a plan that was spelled out on paper. And we wanted to put something formal together with goals, uh, outcomes that we could work towards. And that's really what started the process. So we developed a charter, developed what our goals were, and right up to the front uh, was food waste. You know, we recognized that we had uh, food that was unused, where it was going was important. And so really to kick the process off um, and had the uh, ability working with Compass One to put in the Waste Not 2.0 program. And that's really what started the process is we, we had the um, ability through our partnership and through the resources to be able to make that really our starting point was one of the easiest goals to, to really pick off first. Yeah, I mean, would you say that as you've explored reducing food waste within your system, that there's been other sustainability initiatives or even organizational priorities like like health equity or population health that have been positively impacted? Absolutely. Um, equity is, you know, part of our five pillars. It's one of our five. And so um, I don't think what we expected um, from a waste reduction program was the ability to impact some of those other things as much as we did. Uh, and, and really, it, it came down to once we recognized the amount of food that we were wasting, really brought to light where we were putting it and what we were doing with it. Uh, food that became, uh, that was unused and didn't need to go into a landfill, didn't need to go to composting, uh, because we did implement a composting program thinking maybe that was all our end all be all, but it wasn't, you know, we recognized that we had food that really never left the kitchen uh, could be donated, you know, through the right process. And, and that really became part of understanding our community, where can you donate it and who can you help in your environment? Mm -hmm. I think when we were catching up Recently, you shared a story with me about a partnership that you all have with the Salvation Army. And I think they're one of the groups that benefit from this food recovery program. Is that right? Absolutely. So, you know, after putting this, you know, Waste Not program in and all of the dashboarding, um, you know, we were able to identify that food that we had could be donated to a community partner. And so we identified, in our case in Connecticut, Connecticut Food Share as the uh, entity that would help be the liaison in finding who that community partner is that meets the requirements to accept uh, food donations. And so, you know, it it really um, seemed to be a lot of steps in the process, but it flowed very well. Uh, using Connecticut Food Share, they help make sure the community partner meets the right requirements to be able to accept uh, donated food. Um, and on our end, that we're, we meet the requirements to be able to safely donate as well. And that way it keeps the process safe, um, you know, and, and identifying the Connecticut uh, Salvation Army ended up for us being a men's shelter, uh, you know, largely Hispanic males right near the hospital that we were donating from our food and nutrition department directly to their feeding program. There they serve breakfast, they serve lunch, 
um, and we're now having a really large impact um, on the community and in that environment where we never did before. We never even had that partnership there. Yeah, well, and it's so interesting too, because I think a lot of hospitals and systems, right, certainly effort to create those community partnerships, but sometimes actually making it happen is, is a little bit of a challenge. And so what's interesting about these um, food recovery programs is just a natural byproduct of that effort is you you get these really beautiful community partnerships along the way. Absolutely. You know, and, and we really weren't sure, you know, what we would be donating and how this would work. But we found that as much as we did work to try to reduce waste, sometimes it's you can't predict, right? If your patient census fluctuates or your your cafeteria um, you know, volume changes on a regular basis. If you have a full pan of lasagna left over, you can freeze that. And then through our scheduled pickups and deliveries, you know, it's a it's a full meal for many, you know, as that's donated with many other things over to that environment. So, you know, we really had no idea the impact that we would have in the partnership that we created. I think one of the one of the the great things too about this is it really turned into not only uh, a food donation impact on you know, our underserved community, the uh, Salvation Army also has a care manager that we've been able to connect with that helps uh, place uh, participants in the program for employment opportunities in the community. So we've now been able to bridge the gap with employment uh, by using the same community partner. So we're, we're helping our community, we're feeding them, and we're also creating employment opportunities for them. So it's something we never thought would happen through a waste reduction program. Yeah, well, and certainly labor, I mean, is that's top of mind for everyone right now. So it's it's really cool that that's even helping bridge some hiring gaps, right, within your organization too. So how did you guys, how did you get started? If one of our listeners, a leader in a healthcare organization, if they're listening, and they think, okay, you know, kind of understand these benefits, and I would want to stand this up within our context, what should their first steps be? I think the first steps are understanding what your waste looks like and where it's going. And so if if you don't have a process for that, that's probably where you want to start. A lot of it is staff education. So you may put a bucket out in your department and begin measuring and weighing your waste. You know, from there, you know, if if you do have donatable food, it's really identifying the community partner, um, you know, that's that qualifies to receive the donation. If that's what you're going to do, is get it to the point where you're you're donating food. Um, there's a, a law that was probably maybe one of our our bigger challenges is. You know, we're we're a hospital. What you know, we don't want to donate something that you know. How is it going to be handled on the other end? And will somebody get sick because we can't control how it's handled on the opposite end? Um, I think we were relieved to do some research and find out that there's the Good Samaritan law out there that really holds organizations harmless uh, from donating food under the assumption that you know you can check the food safety boxes off on your end. And then the community partner that you're donating to also checks the boxes off on their end. Um, and that's where, you know, you you can donate food and feel safe and comfortable about doing that. Yeah. Okay. So it's first get a, a solid understanding of what food is being wasted, right? You have to have that measurement mechanism in place. But then 
Secondly, finding the, the community partners. And I think it's really good for our listeners to hear that as you're going through that process, if there's some angst around potential uh, risk to the organization, that there are some protections there in place to make sure that the good you want to do, you actually get to do it, right, without, without being in a, in a difficult situation. Um, can you talk about the tracking piece just a little bit more? Because I think that's something that's really significant. I know that for other Compass One accounts, um, once something that we hear a lot, right, is that once you start tracking, there's this moment of, oh my gosh, this is this is a lot of food, or there's a lot we could be doing here. Can you talk a little bit more about what that tracking program looked like, and then what um, I guess the reaction was from your team as you started to see what what was actually going to be wasted? Yeah, I, I know I'm I'm a data lover. So, you know, it's the fact that we're at a point where we're spitting data out and being able to look at it and analyze it. Uh, you know, it shows how many pounds of food is being wasted. You know, that dashboarding translates into, you know, your your carbon footprint that you're producing as a result of that and your water footprint, things that we never had the ability to even look at or thought to look at before. So if, you know, if you're reducing waste, you can then easily track what is your reduction in carbon and water footprint so that you have a better understanding of what your impact is um, on the environment um, and on your costs for that matter, right? So, you know, if you're going to reduce your waste, you're also going to reduce your cost. A lot of that is just from making your staff and yourself aware of what is being wasted. It's, uh, you know, it's habitual to just throw things in the trash and not think really twice about what's going in there. But when you weigh that each day and over a period of time, it's really eye-opening. So I think our reaction was, wow, I, I had no idea how much food we're wasting. When you throw it in the trash, you pay for that too. So, you know, reducing waste and, and stopping the overproduction is important, but also, you know, you're paying for it when it goes in the trash. And then what's the impact on the environment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say just with, I think healthcare right now, just sometimes keeping the day-to-day operations going is such a challenge. So the thought of implementing a food reduction program maybe sounds like a nice to have and a not a need to have, but this reducing the overproduction, there's a cost component to that. There's the community engagement, like we talked about, and the opportunity to have a, a positive impact on the climate where those, the the motivators for Hartford Healthcare to say, you know, now's now's a good time for us to do this, or was there more to it? I think I think for us there was more to it. We had champions that believed in this, you know, within the department. So, you know, the first site that we started uh, doing this at, our our executive chef was the champion. He he was all for the sustainability plan. He also had the vision for it. So it certainly helps if you can find certain people that have the same vision and the same understanding and belief of of where you want to get to. I think that really helped helped in the process. You know, this this individual who is well liked by his peers and the employees who who reports up to him. Um, you know, championing the project. I, I think that was probably part of our success. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. What about, um, you know, we talked about the Good Samaritan law earlier that potentially is a challenge um, or or just the perception that maybe a hospital could be held liable if that law was not in place. Were there other challenges or concerns 
that your team faced as you started this journey and what were some potential hacks or solutions that you came up with to overcome them? I think breaking habits is one that just takes a long time. So, you know, we're, we're all used to just throwing things that we don't need anymore into the trash and in your work environment, you know, in this case, it's the kitchen when you're working, you know, us, our staff, you're, you're throwing things in the trash. And so thinking to pause and weigh it as part of that educational process, put it in the clear bucket so people can visualize left over. I think that was really hard. It, it really, you know, the pilot program to get people to begin to, um, you know, weigh, weigh this and, and we're tracking it, um, takes probably seven to nine months, honestly, just, just to get the habit in place. And so some of the strategies that we put in place were putting more buckets out. So it's less steps for people to think, putting them closer to where the trash is. So they think to put it in the bucket and not in the trash. So finding ways that we're not adding to the work, Mm -hmm. um, making it easier to put it somewhere perhaps versus in the trash. So that that would be one thing that you know we really had to to look at to say how do we make this easy for people to do so they're you know they're not thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can reduce friction, right? For any new habit, that's that's a positive thing. I think I heard it's funny you say one of the biggest challenges was breaking bad habits because even just a week ago, I was listening to someone talk about how the most recent research is showing that it takes sixty six days to break a habit. It's not this twenty one day period that we. I think all probably read as somewhere along the way was the, the threshold to break bad behaviors or create new ones. So, um, you know, making it as easy as possible and setting up some cues for people to, to put food or to not waste food is, is a really great idea. Um, the, the other piece too is explaining why, mm-hmm. right? So when people understand why we're doing something, you know, it's, it's, it's a little easier to, um, participate in it and and want to participate in it. What is the greater good? When when we went from landfill to then composting, thinking that's where we were going to stop, and it turned into feeding hungry people. That's when really the level of participation kicked up because there's a there's a greater good. We're helping people by doing this work. This isn't really just a sustainability program anymore. It's it's about finding ways to, to take what you have and give it to others in need. Yeah. I would imagine that resonated a lot too with people within your organization. I think we talk about people in healthcare, you're, you're wired differently, right? You want to help people. So tying it to that greater mission makes a lot of sense and why that would motivate people even more. Absolutely. No question. Well, so I know food waste is just one part of Hartford Healthcare Sustainability Platform. What else should our listeners be thinking about, you know, during Earth Month and they're they're thinking about all their different sustainability initiatives? What comes to mind? You know, it it depending upon what state you're in, you know, there's there's some some may be further along in this effort than others. In Connecticut, for example, we haven't banned polystyrene yet. So, you know, if you're a state like ours that that has not done yet, that might be something to think about that, you know, what what other environment friendly products are out there. Uh, right now, the challenge is finding finding the products consistently just because of all the supply chain challenges people have had. Uh, but, you know, um, products that are better for the environment, 
they, they oftentimes are more expensive. So finding the balance of what is the right product, you know, that, that meets the level of being, being good for the environment at the same time. So product evaluation could be one thing that where people could start as well. Okay. So food waste, product evaluation, I think that'll be helpful to people to hear. Um, is there anything that we didn't cover about food waste and the incredible program you guys have at Hartford Healthcare that you want to talk about today? Um, you know, I, one thing that we're we're doing as part of a sustainability plan is we've implemented a food pharmacy, farm with an F, A-R-M. Uh, and so, you know, that's launching this month in April where we'll have, you know, members of the community, uh, certainly who are underserved and in need, come in and, and shop for healthy foods. Uh, we'll be implementing uh, a rooftop garden. So that's that's in our plans. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of ideas underway, um, you know, at least in the meantime. Glad that we've been able to kick off, you know, the, the waste reduction program and the success that it's had so far. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. If our listeners want to learn more about Hartford Healthcare and the great work you guys are doing, where can they find you? Just the website, socials, what's the best place? Yeah, uh, they can certainly email me at whitney.bundy at hhchealth.org. Um, certainly they can uh, learn more about Hartford Healthcare uh, on our webpage as well. Awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being with us for another episode of Compass One Connections. We're so grateful that you joined us today. And hey, listen, we covered this at the beginning of the episode, but don't forget to mark your calendar. April 27th is Stop Food Waste Day this year. And if you want more information about Stop Food Waste Day, you can visit stopfoodwasteday.com. And if you want to reach out to any of us at Compass One Healthcare, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on all socials and then, of course, the Compass One Healthcare website, compassonehealthcare.com. Well, that's it for us today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate you tuning in and helping us spread the word. And we'll see you next time here on Compass One Connections.